On January the 20th, 2017, President-elect Donald Trump will take office, and whether you love him or loathe him, we can all agree that it's shaken our country's image. As a former chief marketing officer, I found myself wondering, what would I do if I were the CMO of America? How is our country seen globally? How can we change that? Or do we even need to? To discuss this topic and all things political, I'm joined by speechwriter, debate coach, spokesperson, poll taker, television, print, and radio advertising strategist, Jay Townsend. Jay has worked on four presidential campaigns, scores of U.S. Senate, gubernatorial, and congressional races, and a myriad of county executive, mayoral, legislative, and judicial contest. Let's just say, if you can vote it, he's worked with it. So welcome to All Business, Jay Townsend. He's one of the world's most respected business experts, Jeffrey Hazlett. I want to take you behind the scenes on what's happening in business today. And whether you're on Main Street or Wall Street, we're going to find out the secrets behind their success. This is All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, Jay, so have you ever seen uh, a political climate that has been like this in your whole career? Because, I, you know, I come from politics from right. years and years ago, having worked for Daschle, McGovern, and a bunch of other Democrats, so let's be clear. And then, then my good friend Donald Trump goes and runs for president and mm-hmm. elects it and win, it wins, wins. But have you ever seen a, a, a season? I say, I'll use a season, let alone like in sports. You ever seen a season like this? Not quite like this. I remember after the 2008 election, my Mm -hmm. my father was a political junkie. And he said, you'll never see another one like this again because we had hot contest in both parties. Uh, If he were still around, I would say, Dad, you're never going to see another one like 2016 again. I don't recall someone, at least not in this century, coming from a complete uh, business background with no political experience, having never served in the military, and toppling a party and then winning an election. You think he would have had to serve in the military? It to, to, would have been an easier thing to do? I think he would have gone further sooner had he had some experience in the military. But he is the first one yeah. in uh, our collective memory who has never served in elective office or served in the military? Okay, that, to there, there's. I was going to say because Obama never served in the military, you know? right? Yeah, but but, but he did. But either. he did serve in the Senate, junior, right. junior senator, right? Uh, nonetheless, hey, well, I want to get into selling of America, but but before I do that, I mean, when you we, I just, I mean, did you think he was going to win? No, yeah. I did not. I didn't either. Right. I mean, I know him, and yeah. I and I had I thought he had no chance, and. And then it, it kept coming, and it kept coming. It was like rope-a-dope, man. It was just kept coming. During the last week, I reached the conclusion that it's possible he might, but I did not yeah. expect him to. But look, if the you last go— two week, last two weeks was, was eye-opening for me, too. Yeah, he yeah. was moving. But look, if you take 60,000 people, about enough that you could put in Yankee Stadium, and switch their vote from Trump to Clinton, mm-hmm. as long as they come from three states, Wisconsin— Michigan, Michigan, Pennsylvania, we would have a different outcome. That's 60,000 people out of how many millions of votes cast. Hey, hey, look, every vote counts, man. Every vote counts, especially in those three states. Yes, (laughs) at least this year. He he better be keeping a lot of jobs there, a lot of things. But 
how about the other the other all right so let's so who would have done a we're going to get into how you sell america but mm-hmm. who do you think would have done a better job do you think he's going to be able to sell america yes yeah, yes, I, I think yeah, you're going to see... He's a good sales guy. He, he he does that better than anything. Look, he sold himself. Yeah. All right? And despite the fact that if you had the oppo file on Donald Trump, it would come up to your <laughs> armpits, yeah. and they threw every single thing at him. Well, they didn't say not everything, because I know there's other things on him. I, well, I, okay. per- I know this. A lot of other people know these things, and, there's, and I think there's a lot more that's going to come out. But, I mean, look... Eight years ago, Mrs. Obama, okay, Mm -hmm. Michelle Obama wore a sleeveless dress, and the Republicans freaked out, okay? And I have seen naked pictures of his wife, of of our current president-elect's wife. You know what I'm saying? And, and And like, okay. I, I, it reminded me of Italy. I think we're running. We should be selling Italy because it looked like more like election for Italy or France than it did the U.S. In mm-hmm. my opinion. Well, I gotta say, I have seen naked pictures of a first lady elect on Facebook. Okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we we have, yeah. and and I re- remember a time when. If a presidential candidate had had an affair, they went out of their way oh, to keep it quiet. Yeah. Now we have a president-elect who actually bragged about doing it. Yeah, bragged. What a new standard. Yeah. And he was strongly supported by the conservative, conservative evangelical yeah. Christians. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just mind-blowing. It it defined all wrong. There's a great article, and I can't remember who wrote it, but I'll have to dig it up for everybody, on, on the dark Facebook post. I really believe Facebook was a real winner for him on how he suppressed the the vote in some of those states with African Americans and Hispanics. It's a really great article on how they did the campaign, and if you haven't had a chance to look at it, you probably should. Uh, There's proof uh, positive of one thing about social media. Uh, They have changed, social media has changed the way we do politics Mm -hmm. in the United States. There's well, another they, one. Did, they did it for Obama. Obama's, I mean, I think clearly the, one of the reasons he won eight years ago was because of that. It was, but it's not done changing the way we do politics. Or I mean, Facebook things. was in its infancy eight years ago, and yeah. look at where it is now. It's the dominant player. Well, now. he spent, I think, $177 million in the last couple of weeks before the election just on Facebook ads. Yeah. That's it's phenomenal. So let's let's circle back. You know, I was speaking at the Rocky Mountain Economic Summit, and Mm -hmm. the the head economist for Wells Fargo asked me to stand up in front of a group of some very, very well-heeled players. Uh, And very much the entire room was filled with billionaires and money guys, and I mean, it was was a hooty kind of affair, if you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. hooty snooty kind of thing, And, and but really smart people. And he asked me to go and talk about how to sell America. How would you, Jeff, if you became the chief brand officer, and then they, and this was back in July, and then asked me which of the two candidates would do a better job or how would they be perceived. And so I stood up and I gave a little impromptu speech of about 15, 20 minutes on how I would do it. Mm-hmm. How would you sell America? Uh, we've all read the stories about companies are trying to do business in China. And once they get there and they get established, they're told, by the way, we need to see your intellectual property. Mm -hmm. We've read stories about companies that try and do business in other parts of the world, and one day they wake up and they find out the government has taken their company, uh, turned it into a state-run entity, fired all of their employees, which is really a way to keep their profits, 
until they run it into the ground. That sort of thing does not happen in the United States. That's we do fact. not take yeah. over companies when they try and as long as you're selling a legal product, this country will not confiscate your profits and run you out of town. Yeah, well, and as long as you're doing it right, unless you're AIG right. or maybe GM. Right. But, <laughs> it, it, you know, at some point we have to step in. But I, we, it's always been about the free enterprise system. And I think that's been one of the stalwarts. I got it. Speaking of free, free enterprise, I got to get paid. Okay. And I want to take a break because I want to talk about taxes. Of all things to do is talk right. about taxes. It's good to have the good folks from Liberty Tax on board, all business. Liberty's the fastest growing retail tax prep firm. They have over 4,000 offices in North America, and it's a great seasonal opportunity as well. So if you're looking for a franchise, looking for a business to start, you want to only do it on part-time or, or full-time, you should look at Liberty because uh, it's a great business. I love the folks over there. Shout out to John, the CEO, and to Chuck and, and Martha and all the great people that are there, some good people. I So when I stood up, I said the same thing. I think the... The, our our business community, our free enter, the free enterprise system is is one of the main products. And I look at as a chief marketing officer, it's about the in, inception of the idea all the way through customer satisfaction. That's how you market. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at that, then you got to step back. And I said you got to take a look at the products. So what are the products that we sell? You know that that your chief brand officer would sell, mm -hmm. or in this case, the chief brand officer being the president of the United States. Now right. it's Donald Trump, or it could have been Hillary Clinton at the time, or it may be Bernie Sanders at that point in time. But when you look at that, uh, what are the other? So what are the products? So we got free enterprise system, we, the stability of the of of the financial right. of, of business. All business. right, I, I call it cowboy capitalism in well, New like York, that. as is liberal as it is, yeah. is home to the world's epicenter of cowboy capitalism. And wealth. Yeah, and, and wealth. we we are good at creating it. Yeah, uh, there, well, I was I was down this weekend picking up my Chopar watch. I'm wearing it right there. You can't see it on the <laughs> podcast, but I got it on. Boy, it's as big as my arm, and uh, you know, it costs this this watch is more than my first house, but. You know, I got you know, but it's something you could treat yourself to every once in a while. Well, guys, we can't do much. We you know, but either buy a car, which is like a penal extension, right. right? And then you, the only other bling you can kind of wear is your wedding ring or your watch or maybe a pen. But when I think when I think about that, I was down on Fifth Avenue picking this up because mm -hmm. uh, I was getting it fixed, and I'm I'm walking through and there's brands and everybody speaking a foreign language. Got it. And it was nothing but, I mean, dr wealth dripping off of everybody's clothes. Of course, I'm in a pair of jeans and my South Dakota baseball cap walking right. around, you know. And uh, But I just, I got, I think, man, this isn't my neighborhood. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? But yeah. it was like, it, it, it was just tons of foreign people in, right? Yeah, well, we are a magnet for them. Yeah. Look, to anybody who wants to sell a product, start a company, do business in the United States, I would say we are we are a financially stable country. We have a strong currency. Our currency is the world's leading currency. It is, it is the one that which we measure. Everyone measures against the United exactly. States. Exactly. Whether good or bad. Uh, it's got good or bad for us sometimes, but it is. Look, the innovation in technology and uh, social media has come mm -hmm. from the United States. Uh, Microsoft, Apple, and a hundred other companies. This is where the innovation takes place. We have a market for products, all right? So you had the money, you could buy the watch. But the fact is that we are a very, very wealthy marketplace in the world. Our disposable income is higher than most countries in the world. Uh, we have a democracy that works. 
you know, we had this election, and there has been no bloodshed over yeah. it, even though a lot of people are angry about the yeah. outcome. A lot of people wanted to punch some people and cause yeah. some bloodshed, but there wasn't. There no, wasn't. There, there wasn't. isn't. You know, I told people, you know, after the election, hey, America will still be here. We right? will. And we will. And, uh, and by the way, after we're done with Trump, yeah, you know, good or bad. You know, I, st- I think he's actually, it's not the doom and gloom everybody says. So let's be clear. It's not the doom and gloom everybody says. Look, the markets are up. He's not taken office yet. I don't know when we're going to air this show, but, but you know, he hadn't taken, he hadn't, uh, you know, the country hasn't collapsed yet. He will be controversial and he'll shake things up, but this system will survive. And one of the things that I do think he's going to do to make the country even more attractive to companies all over the world is I think you're going to see a dramatic tax reform and yeah. you're going to see companies God. based in the United States who are told, we just brought your corporate tax rate down. Think we'll see a flat tax? I don't know that we'll see a flat tax. He's got the Republican Congress. If anything, he should be able to do that. He should. He should. I, I do think. I don't know about that yet. I do, I do think that he's going to look for a, an incentive to give American companies to say, repatriate your profits because they're sitting on over a trillion dollars in profits in foreign countries they won't bring That's back just Apple. now. That's just Apple. Yeah. So... <laughs> And he wants that money in the United States, mm. and my guess is he'll give them an incentive to invest to it. To bring it back. Bring it back and help us build our infrastructure. Yeah, the infrastructure. I, lo- I love that you said that because I, I actually said that to him. I was talking in a private conversation. I said if there's one thing he could probably do and lead, it would be the rebuilding of the infrastructure. Right. Imagine all the building projects that could go on to rebuild the airports, the highways, the con- you know the things that we did back in the 50s that made us really good. Right. Would be great to be able to see. We, we talked about this uh, earlier, Jay. You and I uh, are good friends and – and when I said, hey, here's what I want you to, you know, want to be on the show, and, and we talked for like, I think, 60 seconds. I mm-hmm. just said, here's my idea. But I said, here's the things I said were great in selling America. First of all, I thought democracy, freedom. I think that's the first thing we had as a product. And I think that's less so. It's still there without question because, as you just said, we went through an election without any problems, mm-hmm. so so to speak. And, and nothing catastrophic, like a coup or anything. I mean, there's nothing like that, although some people were saying some of that crap. But then, then, then I think the next big thing that we had was food, and you mentioned that. Food. We were the breadbasket of the world. I, I don't we, know if we're still the breadbasket. You know, I don't know that. I should know that because being from an agricultural state where that's the number one thing is agriculture, tourism being number two in South Dakota. I, but I, my sense is we don't export as much as we used to. Well, but we produce it. I yeah. remember when I was in well, college. Well, we consume it, though. Now. We consume it, but look. I, when Turn into gas. We're doing lots of things with it. When I was a college student, a college professor of mine predicted that the corn yield that year would be 6 billion bushels, and everybody laughed at him. Yeah. Do you know how much we produced last year? I know how much my land produces. Okay. I get about 118, 119 bushel. We're, we're well over 10 Eight. billion. And this is wow. just, just a couple of generations yeah. that we have done this. It used to be when I was a kid on the farm, if we got 40 bushels yeah. to the acre for soybeans, you did great. Yeah. My brother this year was topping 85. Yeah. We do this as well as anyone in the world. Our agricultural industry is the most developed of the world. Nobody 
in the United States goes hungry. Well, but, you know, but Food for Peace was a bigger product back in the 60s and early 70s. I, I still think it is, but I don't think it's like it used to be. So that, to me, as if I were marketing America, that's less so. I, the other thing I think that is, uh, I love that you mentioned safety, you know, because that leads me to the probably, I think, the biggest product that we sell, um, maybe neck and neck with the other one, I think we sell is our way of life. I think that's uh, that our Western values, culture, our way of life is probably the biggest. But I think when you think about you know being successful, when you think about rock bands, you think about clothing, you think about all the we really influence that. So that would you say that's yeah, one? Yeah, I'm going to take New York as an example. Uh, the Robert Morgenthau gave an interview not long ago, and he said uh, when he became district attorney that there were 400 murders a year in Manhattan. Last year it was below 60. This is a very safe city as countries go. This is a very safe country. This is a city where you can hear over 150 different languages spoken. Just walk down the street and you'll hear them. And the point of this is this is a country and a city where assimilation is relatively easy, where we have a police force that will keep you safe. But is New York the New York would not be the bellwether, I would say. Well, no, it's not the bellwether, but what's true in New York is also true in the United States. There are people speaking foreign languages in every state in this country. We do not persecute people who uh, are from minorities. We have a law that we enforce. The police protect everybody. But you see me wincing because I think we're going to change that because the president-elect, our president-to-be, has said we're going to put up a wall. I think we're going to be much more isolated. I think we're going to have a lot tougher ways to get in here, and yet we need a lot of this influx for people who will work for us, to trained engineers, and a lot of other things. So, right. I, I mean, give me your tired, your poor. Unless you meet this qualification, we're not letting you in. I think we're going to have to have to get, change the Statue of Liberty sign. <laughs> we uh, well, I'll put it this way: we may build a wall. He may do that, but. This wall is to keep people out who want to come in. I remember a Soviet Union that built walls to keep people from leaving. Now, why do people, why are even talking about that is because this is such a magnet for people who want the freedom that we take for granted. Right. And they want to come so And they want to come. They want to come sit at the dinner table. Don't forget, most, almost every one of us, my family included, my family came here in 1752. We're all all the products of immigrants. Almost all. Yep. Almost all. There's a Native American, first American population out there in my home state that says, hey, all you people, all you white people, you all showed up <laughs> on my door. Anyway, hey, speaking of, I'm going to speak of something that's a little bit more fun, but it's still social. It's our friends at Duncan. They're advocates for social movements, which is why they're proud to be the first national brand to sell espresso beverages made exclusively. And here we are, fair trade certified espresso beans. I thought I'd throw that in here for today. That makes me happy. I do like that. Anyone who listens to the show knows how much I love my Dunkin' Espresso. I, I do, I do, I do. In fact, I wish I had about four of them right now. And uh, could I drink all four of them at one time? Because all business with Jeffrey Aislin and America run on fair trade certified Dunkin' Espresso. I love the guys at Dunkin'. I, you know, the holiday season's coming up and I can't wait. I'm, I'm giving Dunk. Hey, for all my friends, don't put earmuffs, earmuffs, because I'm giving them all. 
some Dunkin' Donut certificates. That's what I'm doing. I went and got a bunch of them the other day. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, let me talk some more about this. So we, um, I, I, I love, I love talking to you, Jay. Well, thank you. Because uh, we always have a good conversation, and you're an intelligent guy. You're well read. You study up, and it's fun, and you're just a good guy. Well, thank you. Yeah. thank you. But you, I got the feeling though you didn't vote for Trump. Did I? Yeah, yeah. I can, you, can, I can, you can't say. Can you say that being a political consultant? I can assure you that my wife did not vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> And she kind of rules the house, but yeah. she says, uh, "I'm sure you, my wife didn't vote for Donald <laughs> Trump, and she knows him, but it, she just got so mad at what he said, you know." Uh, Jeffrey, truthfully, I never quite got over some of the words that he said. They scared me, and yeah. I, I couldn't cross that bridge. You know, it's right. interesting. I, I almost I want to write an article because I know the guy well, mm-hmm. and I want to say. He says this, but this is how he reacts. I mean, I think that's a little bit of what you're seeing today with him, right? Mm-hmm. He he goes off and tweets his crap and says this, and the masses go to it. And yet, look, I don't think we're seeing much of a change in the establishment. No. I mean, he's putting some people in that are pretty much, ah, that's what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, his choice of somebody from Wall Street be at Treasury and run the financial mm-hmm. markets was a reassurance to one of our most important industries. We're not going to shake up the world. But what I see now and what I think I see is a Donald Trump who rattles cages to send a warning signal to some people of this is a line I don't want you to cross. Yeah. And I'm just warning you, if you do, there will be consequences. Yeah. Is he going to slap a 35% tariff on all goods coming into the United States? No, but I think he's going to threaten to do that in order to get them to the negotiation. Yeah, you you convince them you need to stay in the United States, and if you do leave, you better have a really good explanation. I think he's sending a signal to China that this game that you have played with the United States, manipulating your currency and stealing our intellectual secrets, is about to come to an end. Mm -hmm. He chose that conversation with Taiwan to send them a message. But look, what China has done with our trade, uh, their trade surplus, our trade deficit, is they're making double-digit percentage increases in their military right. and have for almost a generation. It's not hard to see where they're coming from. I do think that if you look at the way he's cuddled up to Russia, that he's got a long-term view that it isn't the Russians that are our adversary in this world anymore. It's going to be China. Or, and or it could be India. It could frankly. be India. Yeah. But uh, we can not. A lot of people over there. You Look, know? this is the other thing. I, I, I just got to have to question some of these journalists that, who wig out about everything that Russia does. Richard Nixon went to China and shook hands with the greatest mass murderer of all time mm-hmm. when it was in the interest of the United States to have a stronger relationship with China. And I just want to say, can everybody calm down for yeah, a little relax. while? Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a big chess game you got to play. Well, you, you, now we're getting to the other piece, uh, I think, of the product, products that we sell. Mm-hmm. And you kind of alluded to it, and it's the military. I think our military is one of our strongest products that we have, and the way in which we use that military to move things in terms of getting what we sell, the way we sell America. Now, some people might think it's a little heavy-handed, just like you would have a sales tactic. Mm-hmm. could be heavy-handed or a promotion or whatever it might be. I think we the military is the other other piece of the product mix that we have to sell here in America. 
You know, there's a saying in our industry uh, where I come from in politics, uh, it's nice to be loved, but you really want to be feared. Mm -hmm. And the same is true of the United States. I hope we never have to use our military might, but a nation that fears that we might will bend to our will a lot quicker than a nation that does not fear us at all. Which could be good and bad, but I mean, you look at it, let's stand back again, and I'm marketing us as a as a country, I'm marketing us as a nation and like a product mm-hmm. or products. And the sum of those, my promise is my brand. The way, you know, promise delivered is the brand. Look at like Apple, Apple, the way Apple operates. Right. I mean, they have a great product, great way of doing it, and yet their pricing structure, their adherence and how they sell it to the market, they shove it down people's throats. And now, some people can say that's a real negative, but other people say, well, geez, if you're a shareholder, it's a pretty dang good thing. Well, and I would say this about it. Uh, I do see a lot of ads for it, but I am the owner of an iPhone, and the reason I buy it is it works, and it saves me a ton of time, and it works better than any other device I could own. That's so why do, you, do, you think, um, do you think that, um, well... Who would have been a better person to sell America? Let's let's say we've taken democracy and the free enterprise system, and let's take food for peace or food as a weapon or food as a product, and then you take our technology, because I think that's the other piece. We haven't quite gotten into it. We touched a little bit, but I think our technology Mm -hmm. and the way in which we use technology, I think we're more advanced than any place else in the world. Our military and then, you know, our safety, you know, wrap all that up in in a bow. That's our product. Who's better to sell that? Was it better to have Trump to sell that, or is it better to have Hillary Clinton to sell that? Well, it's kind of water over the dam. It will be Trump, but I think that... uh, I had some difficulty with her campaign. I never mm-hmm. quite knew what her vision was, yeah. and I never knew. Well, it was what, anti-Trump, wasn't it? Well, it was anti-Trump, but that's not enough, yeah. and that's why he's the president and she's not. I, I never quite knew where she was going to lead us, mm-hmm. except that she was going to be a lot like Obama. And we had two-thirds of the country saying we're headed in the wrong direction. So they said, no, we don't want another four years of Obama. We want to change. But Trump, yet, you Trump know, Obama, Obama, when you look at Obama, there was a record, the record this, record that, record everything, and yet people are so pissed off. Why, why is that? That money that was made by Wall Street coming out of the recession in 2008 never got to the high school educated factory worker out in the Midwest mm. in the Rust Belt. That's a good it, point. It never got down to that level, and they got left behind, and they are not happy. Yeah. So... In terms of what you're selling, you know, Donald Trump's job now is to sell the world, but that is one of the things he does well. And the fact that he was an inferior, a flawed product that he offered himself in the marketplace, he was his greatest salesman, and he sold himself despite his obvious flaws. Mm-hmm. So let's give him credit for that. But I think what you're going to see coming from him is an announcement to the world is we mean business, but you can come do business here. And if you're here already, you have a need to have a very good reason for leaving. Well, let me take another break, and then I want to I want to take the next five or so minutes after that to be able to talk to you about uh, you know I want to talk to you about Taiwan, just for a second because I think that'll be an interesting one in China. So hey, Sanebox, you guys swamped by emails, uh, spending hours and hours sorting out what's important and what's not. I was in the same spot until I found Sanebox, S-A-N-E box. By the way, you go to www.sanebox forward slash Hazlet. That's my name, H-A-Y-Z-L-E-T-T. Give you a couple weeks of this product for free. I really 
truly, truly love this product. I'm telling you, I use it every single day. I set reminders for my people to stay on. It saves me hours. It cleans out my inbox. And I get rid of a bunch of crap that I don't like to see. It, it keeps me sane. There is why they call it sane box. So uh, go get it. So one of the I was with the Prime Minister of Ireland the other night for cocktails and got together that with. Sounds them. like fun. You know it, it is <laughs> because one I'm Irish. You know uh, at least a good portion of me is, and, and my family came from there many years ago, as I mentioned. And so and so I hear I was at the consulate with uh, um, the consulate uh, general. And then also the prime minister, we got a chance to visit for a little bit. He was, and Trump broke protocol. He broke protocol and he called the prime minister of Ireland before he called any other European Union, which was kind of unique. But then I, it was the same day, same day, he called Taiwan. Yes. And, and, and which has never been, I mean, we've never called, we've never had a president call Taiwan, right? Not since uh, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean that like that had to send ripples like holy moly what I mean that's at least he's not president he wasn't president at the time yeah. so that's that that helps you know well I, I do think that there I don't think he does that without a reason for doing well, it well I thought he, he did it because he must have a hotel going up there see uh, people don't he's a smart guy look I think that I want to lay down the calls he made first. Mm-hmm versus where he has properties and see if they correspond that would be and let's do that jake let's you and i do that i'll let you do it and we go off off air we'll do that but i thought but he but i think that's i think that was part of it i also say think he's saying this is a new way we're going to market this is a new way we're going to operate and we're not going to stick to the old rules this is like i'm going to use like i'm using social media right. to sell the sell the campaign or i'm using this to do this i think he's sending a message to the rest of the world uh the old rules are over and there are things that we're going to do a little bit differently but i can't believe he did this without a good reason in fact i have read that there was a very good reason for it his reason was to send a message to china we're done bending over the table for you mm-hmm. and i am not obama and i'm not what you expected with Hillary Clinton, and I'm sick and tired of this stunt that you pull. And we know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They, you know that they, they well, want to control. Claimed an island that's not theirs. Right. They've done a lot they, of they, different things. They want to dominate the South China Sea. They want. They're going to end up in the Pacific one of these days. But the the theft of our intellectual property when our company's trying to do business in China, yeah. and then telling them how they're allowed to operate. But you balance that against the Russian thing, and, and, and Russia doing some, I mean, the biggest uh, intrusions on security haven't been from necessarily China, been from from Russia. And so you see all that at the same time. So, you know, I it's interesting because we're playing fast and loose, but which is the game you have to play at that level between playing one player off and another. At the same time, let's be clear, you know, HTC, all these major companies that come out of Taiwan, we do business with them. We do business Why with them. Why wouldn't we recognize them? Why wouldn't we do those things? Kind of like saying, like Cuba, isn't it over? Aren't well, the old games over? And let's just open this up and do what's right. Well, if we could wave a magic wand and wish a way to live to all of the people in China, would we say live under the communist regime, or would you prefer to live like people in Taiwan? Now, yeah. what's the choice yeah. there? Well, if you're asking what our true manifest destiny of what we'd want, it'd be the second one. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. what we so, want. Right. You know, but but China has loosened up a lot more. We treat it more like it's a democracy than than a non-democracy, a post versus pre-war kind of 
uh, yeah, it's, precept. It's now state-sponsored capitalism. Yeah, without question. I right. mean, well, that, and by the way, you get into that, and I've been to China many times, operated there, you know, been to the embassies there, blah, 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 um, done all the official ceremonies with everybody and, you know, got my sword, got this, got that. I got a house full of stuff like that. But, you know, um, it's interesting. They don't believe they're stealing. They, they believe they're doing it for the state. You know, that's the reason. For the good of the yeah, people. for the right. good of the people. So right. that's not, it's just, it's ingrained in them. Right. It's a different moral standard than we have. Yeah. Do you any? And I know politics is your 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 kind of domain. But North Korea, anything you want to say on North Korea at all? Uh, I think it, this is becomes one of the bargaining chips. There's one yeah. country in the world that can tame North Korea and that crazy guy, and that's yeah. China. Yeah. So you know, you rattle the cage a little bit. You let them know there's a new kid on the block, and uh, when they come and say, "Okay, let's let's keep this patched up because we want your markets and you want our workers," uh, somebody's in a position to say, "You need to tame that guy in North Korea," and you pull out the stops, and we'll bring home our troops from South Korea. Mm. Yeah. Now, now we got what thirty thousand oh. U.S. troops stationed oh, I, in South Korea. I believe it's more than that. Yeah, we had oh, seventy thousand in Germany yeah. for crying out loud. Yeah, that's costing us a lot of money. Yeah, so. but at the same time, you get some good things out of it, like Frankfurt Airport. Yeah. <laughs> you know, most people don't know that Frankfurt Airport. That well, I, at least I'm pretty sure that was the case because my you know my father was in the United States Air Force. We lived all over the world, hmm. or my father did. And I, we always got to stay home, but. Uh, but I have friends that lived in Frankfurt, and I believe that airport used to be the old U.S. military base. Uh, so we get some good stuff out of it. We still had a major military hospital there. Oh, well, there's a yeah. ton of them. Yeah. yeah, there's a ton. There's still a uh, lot of lot of air force, a lot of bases still mm-hmm. in Germany, of course, with the uh, with the old world mentality. What a pleasure! Well, thank you, Jeff. Thank this you. is this fun. We gotta we gotta get back and talk. We we gotta wait and let them get in. I gotta go. I got. Are you gonna go to the inauguration? No. Oh, come no, on. No. I'm going to go. Maybe I'll go next day with all those women who are going to disrupt traffic in Washington. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I, I want to go. I think I'm going to go. I went I went for Obama's, yeah. and I've uh, been to other ones. And I think, you know, look, it's it's the look, here's the way I'm going to I'm going to say this and I want all you people not to write me and everything as President of the United States. Yeah, I look, there's other presidents of the United States I did not care for, let me tell you. I mean, I did not care for but they're president of the United States. They're president of the United States, that's who I'm backing. That's Every I'm American backing. has one I'm president. Exactly right. right. Exactly. And whether you like it or not, he's our president right. for the next four years. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. It's like I got that uncle I don't like. I mean, that's what I, that's yeah. what happens. You gotta you gotta love him because he's your family. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to invite him over for dinner. All right. Hey Jay, it's been a pleasure. Right here, right here on all business. Thanks everybody. Thank you, Jeff. Taking you behind the scenes of what's happening in the business world, Jeffrey Hazlett hosts All Business, brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Hey, this is Jeff Hazlett. At the end of every show, I like to talk about the things that I learned. One, I learned that I still love Jay, and I love him whether he's a Democrat or Republican. You know, I'm not quite sure. That's what a good political consultant does. He walks between the lines. But you know what? I like, and I think that I learned the most, and I think you could take this to business, is just be a straight shooter and find the good things in everything. You might not like Donald Trump. You might not have liked Hillary Clinton. But no matter who gets elected in this country, they are the president, and we elected them. Uh, whether you voted for him or not, and what you have to do, like in every business situation, you got to find you got to find the pony in there somewhere. That's my cowboy advice today, right here on All Business. And my other advice is, hey, do me a favor. Pass this on to a friend. Let them know and tell them to listen in 
And, uh, you know, whether you voted for Trump or not. Thanks. Appreciate it. Bye. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.